Hey girl, welcome to another episode of the show. This is episode number 140 with Dr. Courtney Baker. And I'm really pumped to bring this to you guys today because we talk about how to relate and find commonalities and similarities between you and your customers and clients. And I think you're gonna totally, totally love it. Dr. Courtney Baker is from Texas and she is one of the top 100 healthcare leaders in the nation. She's been named Texas Businesswoman of the Year and she went from a teenage mom to a CEO of an eight-figure national enterprise. And so really she's here to teach us how to kind of take what your passion is and look at it as if this can become a true full-time dream for me, okay? So dig in. I think you're going to love today's episode and Dr. Courtney Baker. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yes, yes we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Speaking of digging into your passion project and really honing in on what the God-led calling is over your life and over your heart, I offer strategy sessions and breakthrough calls specifically designed to help you come up with your four-tier brand. We figure out what's the thing, what's the common denominator between all the things that you absolutely love to do, and figure out a next step plan for you to create an online brand and business, and we even chat on how you could potentially monetize this in the future. Let me help you by offering you some coaching, digging into these with you, and figuring out next steps for your business. I also coach on podcast strategy, podcast growth and launch, course creation, and really anything your little mom mompreneur heart desires. So email us at info at for the latest coaching menu. Let's do this girl. I'm so excited. You guys heard about Courtney on the intro. She's incredible. Dr. Courtney Baker. Let's get that straight. Okay. But I'm so excited to welcome her to the show today and we're going to dig into some pure gold. You guys are going to love her. So hi, Courtney. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Steph. Or should I call you Dr. Baker? Sometimes no, people- you just call me Courtney. Okay. Right. No. I feel like doctor is just so fancy. It deserves. <laughs> like my kids, instead of calling me mom, would have to call me doctor. Because they'd be like, I worked for this. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> it's doctor mom to you. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm so excited you're here. Why don't you start with who you are and share your story with us? Okay. I am Dr. Courtney Baker. And I started my adult journey as a single teenage mom. And I was on Medicaid and food stamps six months after I graduated high school, put myself through college and got a master's degree in communication disorders and sciences, which is just fancy for speech pathology, and worked for about a year as an undervalued employee for an agency and realized really quickly, I mean, it was right after September 11th, my husband was working the night shift, we were pregnant with our second child, and I just decided it was an 
amazing time to start my own company. <laughs> so I did that. And it was just me with 10 little patients, 10 little pediatric patients with speech disorders. And today we are now 16 years later, an agency that is operational all over Texas, Colorado, and now Idaho. Nice. And yeah, and we have over 600 employees and about, we've had the amazing privilege of serving probably 70,000 children with special needs. Wow. Speech, physical, occupational therapy, and nursing services. So that is so cool. Yes. And you have a podcast. I do. It's called Women in Business. Yes. And what inspired you to kind of take that direction from, you know, going from this like child focus to women in business focus? In 2012, I went back to school to get my doctorate degree in leadership and organizational leadership. Because at that point, I realized, you know, I wasn't doing therapy anymore. I really needed to know, like, what do I need to do to be a good leader? Yeah. Steward this company well. And I went back to school and my research focused on women and the corporate ladder and advancing our careers. And instead of looking at the glass ceiling, I decided, let's talk to the people who have gone beyond that and reached the highest levels of leadership and find out their strategies and how. And so I looked at what are the categories or what are the reasons women are held back from climbing the ladder. And there were four main challenges that I found. Then I started thinking about it. There was actually a couple of triggers. There were two instances. One was a research article done by McKinsey and company along with Lean In that found at the rate that we are going, we are more than a hundred years away from gender equality at the sea level. And honestly, that just made me mad. Yeah. And then the second piece of research I found was a New York Times article in 2015, the headline read that fewer big companies are run by women than men named John. Yes. Oh my gosh. What is it with the Johns? I've had like, no, I've had like four bosses named John. I'm not even kidding. That's so funny that you say Yes, I know. And I was like, you know, what can I do? Because I think entrepreneurs are either builders or sustainers. And I'd really gotten to a point where I was sustaining in my Mm -hmm. business. And so I transitioned out of the daily operations to let other people run it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what can I do to decrease this gender gap. I have a 16 and a 12-year-old daughter. Yeah. What can I do to make their journeys better? And so I looked at everything that I had in my wheelhouse and said, I can help women start their own businesses and be CEOs today through the power of business coaching. And that's what I do. That is amazing. Thank How cool. You. I'm all about that. And now I have all these boys, you know, I have two little boys and my pug is a boy who's snoring. If you can hear him sitting no. next to me, I was like muting myself. Cause I'm like, he is snoring so loud. <laughs> and then I've got my husband and I'm like, but yet I, even in my own life still see places of inequality, like I'm still the one expected to do the household, even though I am making just as much, if not more money, right, than my spouse. And there's these like kind of social stigmas or maybe even they're personal to me. Like you put that on yourself as a woman. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear what were those four things that you had mentioned that you discovered in your research? Yeah. The first one is what you're exactly what you're talking about. It's family obligations. Mm. And women do nearly twice as much housework and childcare than men do. For every one hour a man does any housework during a week, 
a woman does 1.7 hours. And what, like, is that just because of our personality or do you think that that's society-based that we've been ingrained in us or instilled in us that we have to do that? Because I feel like a lot of that's natural to me, but was that a learned behavior? Yeah. And I think it's societal. I think there's a lot of history at play. And I also think that it's that social stigma of, you know, the man earns the keep and the woman, you know, women are CEOs in their own right of a an incredible, powerful, stressful, amazing organization called The Humble Abode. I mean, we're in charge of housekeeping. We're in charge of transportation, human resources, you name it. Like we are. We're the therapist, right? We're like, you know, the encourager, the therapist, the doctor, like it's so cute. The scheduler. We are. I'm like, I'm like apparently the keeper of all the things too. Like last night, my husband's like, where's my wallet? I'm like, where's your wallet? I don't know where your wallet is. Like, am I the keeper of the things? Like you just walked in the door, but yet where's your wallet? So I totally feel into that. What else did you uncover? The second challenge was limited opportunities, limited advancement opportunities. And then the third challenge really surprised me. It was gender-based discrimination. Now, I went into my research in just all transparency. I really thought it was going to be the good old boys holding us back. And there are still instances of who I lovingly refer to as Bubba, and he's (laughs) still there. I am in Texas. He's still out there rubbing his belly and laughing at his own jokes and, you know, expecting us to go get his coffee. His name might be John, but anyway. I know him. I know him. I used to work for him. Yes, exactly. We all know Bubba's. But what was incredible was that more often than not, women talked about other women holding them back on their journeys and the lack of female mentorship. So one of the women that I talked to in my study, I asked her, I said, tell me about your female mentors. And she laughed at me and she said, I haven't had mentors. I've had tormentors. And it just blew me away. And then the fourth challenge was how many women lacked confidence. It was nearly 80% of the women that I talked to. And so I thought, you know, I'm not a coach or a therapist or a, you know, life coach or anything, but if I could be a mentor, help women, provide the business knowledge and the strategies and help them navigate those family relationships of the expectations, then help them create their own opportunities, then I have laid the foundation to create strategies to get beyond every one of these obstacles so we can be CEOs today as opposed to in a hundred years. Yeah. And I do see, I feel like I see some of those four things kind of shifting, or at least in my space, but I've never had a problem with like confidence or, or things like that. I'm a, like a go-getter and like, I'm, I've never had that issue, but the first one for sure. And maybe then that one too, where like rising in the workplace, I used to be in corporate and there were two divisions. There was the, it was a solar company. So there was the photovoltaic where they have the little things that go on the roof, you know, then there was the long solar receivers. I was the financial controller of one division and there was a 60 year old man that was the controller of the other. I was 26, right? He's making $110,000. I'm making 60, right? And like at that moment, I marched my little tootie. See, this is where I'm different though. Like I marched my tootie in there to that CEO's office. I'm like, I know what people make because I'm the financial controller and I'm not making what he's making. Like we're going to fix this. And like within a month, I was making the same as him. 
because I came and played the card of like, listen, if I'm doing the same work as him, who also had the corner office and I'm in the cubicle, I need the exactly. I'm like, I need the same pay. I need the same treatment. And so they remedied that real quick. But if I didn't have that voice to speak up for myself, it would have continued like that forever. Absolutely. I'm, I fear. And it was because, oh, but he's more experienced. But does it matter if I'm doing the same work today? Yeah. Then I should get paid more because I came with a lot less experience and I'm going to be here longer. True. You no, know? I mean, True. you're invested. True. And, and at least you had the knowledge of what he was making. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't have that clarity. Yeah. So what do you, what do you say now? So you're, you've stepped into this space of helping women become CEOs, Courtney, what are you finding in that world? Like what are your top maybe recommendations for that woman that says, I do want to run my own business. I do want to start a coaching business. I do want to break this gender equality and make the same as the dude down the hall, right? Like what maybe are your top three things that you would encourage her or tell her to do? Oh my goodness. Y'all, believe it or not, Podcast Pro University is literally live in the world and there are already students and people are launching their podcasts left and right and I'm blown away at the responses I've had to this course. Do I have you considering starting your own podcast by now? I sure hope so. I wanted you to know that I put together a 45-minute live training webinar that you can come and learn more. Figure out if podcasting might be right for you. I talk about how you monetize a podcast, 10 steps to starting your own show, ways that a podcast can help you grow your brand, and why podcasting has been the number one platform for me and my business in the last 12 months. I'll meet you inside the training. Head over to bit.ly slash 10 steps to podcasting, the number 10, bit.ly slash 10 steps to podcasting and save your seat. So the first is to get some clarity around what you want to do and lay out your strategy of like, I want to be, like you said, maybe a health coach. Okay. What are your experiences in this? You know, one of the things I always tell my mentees is when they're talking about what they want to do, but you know, a lot of times they're not clear. So I'll say, okay, what is a problem that really irks you? Because so many people say, follow your passion. Well, I just say, screw your passion. Solve a problem that really makes you mad. Ooh, that's a good point. Mine is the gender gap and gender inequality. So I'm solving a problem that really pisses me off. Oh, I really love that. I never considered that. Yeah, because that's where your fire is going to come from. Save your your passion for your hobby. Mm. Don't try to monetize it. Because if you make your hobby your job then you have no escape. That's super interesting. Cause I was just thinking about myself in that example. And I'm like, I get super fired up about women that are moms saying that they can't have it all, right? Well, I don't have time or I don't have support or I don't have help or I can't be successful. I can't grow and scale a business because I'm a mom. And I'm like, oh, like, I just want to smash that mm-hmm. and be like, listen, because you're a mom, you have a responsibility to follow your calling. Like it's your you have to show your kids that you are worthy of doing the thing you were created for. So like I get all kinds of fired up about that, but I never realized it was something that set me off versus just something I'm excited about. Yeah. And so you can help women see that through the lens of showing them that, well, look, look at me as an example. Look how I did it. 
And you know, the thing is like with women to say that they can't do it, a lot of it, and, and we could talk about confidence even in this, is that they don't have the confidence to go to their spouse and say, hey, honey, this is really important to me and I love you so much and I need your support in this. And it's just having those open, honest, raw conversations that we're so afraid of. Amen to that. And I give so many times in my podcast, I'm like, ladies, it's just phrasing it in a question. (laughs) Hey, honey, like, do you think I could blah, blah, blah? And they're like, well, of course you could. Blah, that was my idea. I'm like, was it though? Was that your idea? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. You're brilliant. I'm going to go do that. Sounds great. Perfect. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Let me get your buy-in really quick. Exactly. Yeah. The communication is everything. And then I think, you know, along with that, it's getting them on board then allows you to ask for help more freely. It gives like, it takes that guilt off because we're so afraid of disappointing everyone mm-hmm. or people being mad at us. I think that's a chick thing. I don't know. I don't know. My husband doesn't care if somebody's mad at him. If he's going yeah. hunting for 15 days, he's like, bye. But I'm over here like, I'm leaving for a night. Is everybody okay? Who's mad at me? Like, Ugh. like what is that? Yes. And it's crazy because if we just say, okay, look, I'm putting all the chores in a hat. Let's pick a chore for the week. And this is yours. This is fine. If your kids are smart enough to run a smart device, then they are old enough and willing enough to help. And Mm -hmm. I I just think we've got to get our kids on board and show them the responsibility of what it takes to run a house. And there's no reason they shouldn't be able to help. And your spouse. I love that. So it starts with clarity. Clarity. Clarity was first. Second was communication. What would be the next step for these women that are just trying to like grow and scale and maybe be a CEO or maybe become a coach or start that business? They have clarity. Now what? So it's funny because I actually have a course on this called From Side Hustle to CEO. Nice. And we go through the entire process of how to start a business. So it's so tactical. Mm-hmm. And and once you have like your idea, it's going through your market mm-hmm. research. It's setting up your business entity. It's getting your business bank account. It's right. all the steps and it's step by step by step in five modules. Nice. And it breaks it down so it's not overwhelming. Yeah, that's really definitely cool. first I think is like, you know, getting all the business stuff set up in place. And you had mentioned something earlier to me about, okay, you want to do the thing, but first we have to have actually what experienced the thing we're going to teach. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I get fired up about there. So many people out there that have put on their business coaching hat, but not necessarily have the experience to be able to speak to it in their own life. So, and I really think, you know, the best coach has not only studied it, but also been in it. For me to be able to relate to some of the women that I've coached is only because I've walked the the journey. And to be able to say, look, here's been my process. Here's the roadmap I've walked down and I've made all pitfalls and I've taken them out of your journey. So here, here you go. And if you haven't walked that walk, then I just, I look at the validity of the content that you're saying. So if you're going to go teach a course on it, have a life experience and go through it actually first before you teach it. I love that. I actually had a friend today asking me about if she she creates this podcast, 
She's like, don't I need a course before I start the podcast? And I'm like, no, because you have no idea what your audience wants. You don't know. And the best thing to do is get out there and like market research, like you said, but pour into and solve what you get fired up about, you know, using your words and then see what comes back. Like, so you're putting out there for a couple months, solution, solution, solution. You know, I'm talking about this I'm training on this and you're going to get that, that inflow of DMS and the feedback and the reviews of people saying more of blank. And then you can say, Oh, now I can teach something at an implementation level, whether that be through private coaching or through a course, right? right. After you start, you start to see what do people want? And then secondly, what have I walked through? Like, I feel like one of the biggest, not mistakes I made, but where I could have maybe revised my journey is I jumped into the online space with courses before I ever knew what people wanted. And now I'm gonna, about ready to retire four of my courses because I finally figured out what my signature is, but it took a year and a half of getting to know my avatar. Yeah. So I feel you on that. So ladies listening, Grain of salt, but don't quit your job. Like, right. Keep pouring into the passion project for a while until you get more clarity, right? Absolutely. And I think so many women also look at, and I'm guilty of it too, like if things don't reach the level that of the expectation, then we go, oh, this didn't work. It was a failure. And it's like, no, there's so much value in that learning. And you don't know how to run a race if you're sitting on the starting line. So it's looking at that journey and going, oh my gosh, look at all the lessons I learned through the pivots. So my last question then is, what do you say to the woman who she has the clarity, she has the calling, she's passionate or fired up about something. She's ready to maybe look into starting that business or getting further into it but she's scared. The confidence piece is missing. Where do you find that? Or what can she do? So it's creating small action steps and doing small action steps. So if you wanted, let's say you want to be a life coach, and I'm just throwing this out there, then get your programming and your learn your content and then go to your best friend and say, hey, can I practice with you? Do things for free. Don't be afraid to jump out there and offer your services for free. And the other thing, don't be afraid to start reaching out and building your tribe as you go because you'll need them when it's time to launch. That's great advice. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, also don't price yourself out of the market because everybody around is saying, you know, know your price and price your worth. And it's like, yeah, but you've got to earn that worth as you go. That worth is through experience. Yeah. I started out with free. I was helping people like figure out their zone of genius or their like, um, I call it their God-led calling or their soul call. And then how can we make this a business? Like, is there a way to kind of make this profitable for you? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait, could I like charge people to do this? And it was like 50 bucks here and there. And then it was 200 bucks and then it was 350 bucks. And it's like, that took time. And I think anytime I would max out on my client load, I knew, oh, the demand has reached the law of the lid and I'm able to scale, but it takes time. I love that you brought that up. Don't be afraid of free. And also with courses, like I would give like five people the course so that they could go through it all. Give me the testimony, give me the social proof that it works before I charge people for it. Yeah. And you also want that experience to go through all the hiccups and the pitfalls of, oh, I didn't have this link to whatever. And, and you need that before you launch officially. There's so much value in that. 
Wow. Well, so many golden nuggets today. Thank you for sharing all of this awesome information because now I'm like, want to go research and figure out like what we need to say about this topic, <laughs> but also on like the business mentorship and the advice that you gave to the ladies. So where can everybody find out more about you, check out your show and connect with you? Sure. It's I'm on all the social media platforms at Dr. Courtney Baker and Courtney has no you. It's just C-O-R. My website is CourtneyBaker.com and then my podcast is Women in Business. And on Mondays, I have shows, interviews. And then on Thursdays, I have business tips and strategies and advice. So check it out. I love that. Ladies, go listen. Tag us in your stories if you loved this episode. And I'll be on Courtney's show soon. So you'll have to subscribe to her show so that you don't miss my interview over there. And um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It was fun. I hope you loved that episode and that chat about... um, just being a boss, (laughs) like figuring out how to claim your own worth and speak up for yourself and do some of the hard things, sister friend. So praying over you now that you have an incredible day full of blessings, full of awareness over all the miracles that are happening in your life. I pray that you find happiness in your current situation and you do your dang best and that you find the courage to continue persevering forward to say the things that need to be said, to take control of the situations that need to change, to let go of the things that are not serving you and that God holds your hand through all of it. Sending you so much love and light, Steph. If you like Mama Soul, leave a review. Pretty peace. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate and shift the way that mamas look at life because sister friend, we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.